0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So we need to talk today about what I've come to call our Mormon moment in America. Now Mormonism has been around for almost 200 years, but there's no question that we are witnessing today um, a, a great surge, a great resurgence, a great heightening of the influence of Mormonism in our culture in America today. Just, just think about all the people, all the, all the Mormon forces that are sort of coming together right now. First of all, you have Glenn Beck, who is without question one of the most influential uh, news uh, broadcasters, uh, commentators uh, in our society today. He may not be your cup of tea, but there's no question he's very, very influential. At this point, as I sit here right now, um, Mitt Romney is without question the the lead contender for the Republican nomination for president for the United States uh, in, the, in the next presidential election. Just yesterday, uh, a Broadway play called *The Book of Mormon*, which is satirical and, and critical of Mormonism, um, one that with the Tony uh, for for Broadway plays, a play of the year, I, I think it's called. And um, and of course, that's 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 just huge in its success and the quality of its music and so on. Uh, you currently have fifteen Mormons in Congress, including people like Hatch and Reed, names you hear about all the time. Um, One of the most popular series, particularly among the young, sort of teenage girls, is the Twilight series written by Stephanie Meyer, who is a Mormon and very outspoken about her faith. And of course, you have the ongoing influence of Steve Covey, who years ago wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, and continues to have influence on our culture not only through his institute at Brigham Young University, uh, but also through the Franklin Covey stores and the Franklin Covey uh, product line and book line, which uh, which is about management and organization and tools for organizations. And then, of course, you you just continue to have the influence of some of the most prominent Mormons in, in the world, and that's the Osmonds. Now, I'm not saying this just because I have a Crush on Marie Osmond. Uh, I'm saying it because the Osmonds. Their music, their presence on television, Marie Osmond's ongoing influence, Donnie Osmond's ongoing presence, uh, all of that uh, has served to make Mormonism sort of palatable, bring it into American living rooms, uh, make it sort of about family and good looking people and, and, and happy lives. And so all of this has reached kind of a crescendo. There's never been a moment in American history at which Mormonism has been as much in the limelight, as influential, as visible. And arguably, as much discussed. And of course, if I drill down into politics, you know, you even have the Mormon influence on recent uh, referendums in California regarding gay marriage and so on. Uh, And so, we could just talk forever about the influence uh, that Mormons are having today. What makes this so interesting is that Mormonism, throughout most of its history in America, has been a a relatively despised and sidelined sort of faith. And the reason is that it is essentially a Christian cult. Now it's important that we distinguish those words. The occult has to do with you know powers and Ouija boards and demons and and Satanism and things of that nature, witchcraft. That's the occult. But a uh, cult, c u l t, is a perversion of Christian doctrine. So technically speaking, in terms of university speak, Mormonism is a pause cult, C-U-L-T, and it's also the fastest growing religion in America. I say this a lot and I hope that you'll remember it. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world through, largely through birth rates, but Mormonism is the fastest growing religion in America. So it's intriguing that we have this Mormon moment when Mormonism has been despised throughout most of its history in America. And why has it been despised? In the early 1800s, a young man named Joseph Smith claimed to have had a revelation from God the Father and God the Son, from God and Jesus Christ. And uh, this revelation was essentially that all religions, all Christian denominations at that time were wrong, uh, that they were not according to Scripture, not according to God, not God's will, and that God was going to give to Joseph Smith a new revelation, a a new understanding uh, for the saints in his day. And so this became, uh, this unfolded into the into what now is Mormonism. Uh, Mormonism essentially comes from a series of revelations that God or angels give to Joseph Smith, and some of these revelations come through uh, Joseph Smith unearthing a, a chest with golden plates in it and interpreting what's written on those plates uh, with special glasses, special spectacles. And so I know it sounds like I'm making this up, but this is actually the early history of Mormonism. Then I think everybody who's read any American history knows that Brigham Young, after Joseph Smith died, took the Mormons across the country, and now, of course, they reside largely in Utah, um, a, a state that they occupied early, early in American history, of course, before it was a state. It's interesting that because of the polygamy of Mormons, uh, early Mormons anyway, uh, the U.S. Army almost went to war against uh, the territory of Utah and against Mormons uh, because the Supreme Court had ruled uh, polygamy uh, illegal. So I don't want to deal with all of the different uh, theologies and streams of theology and Mormonism, but let me just get, put, get some core things out so that you understand how significant this Mormon moment in our history is. The core teaching of Mormonism is, is a thing called the Law of Eternal Progression. The Law of Eternal Progression. And uh, the Law of Eternal Progression is basically this. As God is, we will be, we being, of course, Mormons, As God is, we will be, and as we are, God was. I'll say that again. As God is, we will be, and as we are, God was. The idea behind Mormonism is that the God over this planet Earth was once a man. He did the things required of him, and he became a God and populated this planet by giving birth to spirit babies with spirit brides. All the good Mormons, all those who live righteously in, on earth, will eventually become, at least the males, will eventually become gods over their own planets. Uh, they will give birth to spirit babies with spirit brides and populate still other planets being gods over their planets. Now, you, you understand uh, whatever relig- your, your religious background, whether you're Muslim or Buddhist or, or Christian or Jewish, I have many, many different religions listening to this podcast, and I'm delighted for that. Um, but, but you understand that certainly to Christians, and, and yes, also to other faiths, this is the highest form of blasphemy, heresy, uh, antichrist thinking, in other words, to believe that a human being can one day be God, can one day be what God Jehovah, Yahweh is now um, is of course way outside of the Christian pale, as is traditionally defined so this is the this is the core teaching of Mormonism, and everything that they 're about. Uh, in terms of their system of righteousness, their studies, the Book of Mormon, what they do in temples, etc. All of that is about preparing people in this life to be gods over their own planets, to be good Mormons. Now they, they have a lot of appeal. They build strong families. They, they teach families to have family altars. They believe in large families. They don't drink. They don't smoke. Most of them don't drink caffeine. Uh, very healthy, normally good-looking, very much pro-free market, very much value accomplishment and prospering uh, through business. So, they tend to be well off uh, they tend to again have large and for the most part good looking families. I know that sounds uh, somewhat judgmental or maybe biased but 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 the fact is if you don't smoke you don't drink you you keep your body in good shape and you build a big, strong family you know you tend to be uh, at least somewhat you know you're at least you're not uh, you know a couch potato who's unattractive. There are some oddities to Mormon doctrine even beyond the law of eternal progression, for example, uh, Mormons taught for many, many years that people with black skin had rebelled against God in heaven before human history began and fell to the earth, so to speak, with Satan. So that the belief was that people with black skin had black skin because they were cursed. And they had rebelled against God with Satan. They were part of the one third of of uh, preexistent spirits that Satan had uh, taken with him, so to speak, when he rebelled against God. There's some implication of this satanic rebellion in the Bible, of course. There's nothing in the Bible about people being of black skin being cursed. So this was horrible, of course, and very much uh, uh, a result of the fact that Joseph Smith was getting his revelations and forming his religion. You know, back during the very racial days of American society um, before the Civil War. Nobody today, of course, would believe such silliness. Um, In 1979, finally, the Mormons uh, ruled that this was no longer the case. So my point is not so much to identify all the different doctrinal streams of Mormonism and and all the different doctrinal beliefs, but to to identify the fact that we're living at a a moment in which Mormonism, Mormonism is gaining unbelievable prominence. And yet, it is without question a cult from a Christian perspective. Uh, It unquestionably has some um, very, I would say, dangerous, even social teaching. Um, I'm grateful for the Mormons and what they have done positively in Congress or positively in our society Uh, You know everything from management to healthy families and so on all all of that we can embrace They tend to be pro-market. They tend to be patriotic. They tend to be pro-family You know all of that we can embrace uh, meaning people who are somewhat like me um, evangelicals, conservatives, patriotic Americans, etc. But But what I'm saying is that that from a standpoint of what they believe in Toto, uh, it's really something you want to keep an eye on, and uh, this trend may not be all good. Uh, certainly from a Christian perspective I want to urge you to go on my website At mansfieldgroup.com If you'll go to the store uh, There's a four or five page outline That's an overview of Mormonism It's there free um, And you can easily download it And uh, And I think this will help give you an overview Of the history and the background of Mormonism You'll see a critique of the Book of Mormon uh, you, You'll see a, an outline of their doctrines And I think you'll come to understand it a little bit better But keep your eye on this Mormon moment in America It's gaining a strength; it's gaining visibility. I'm not claiming there's any kind of conspiracy. It's just very, very interesting that Mormonism is gaining such astonishing prominence in our time. And for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, I would put this in the category of our treatment of Rob Bell's book *Love Wins* um, as as something that is obviously not orthodox Christianity, something that's gaining currency, and another place where we see some Christians beginning to go soft at the edges. And and absorb Mormon ideas. What we really want to do is keep our eye on this to make sure that we watch our life and doctrine closely. So keep your eye on this trend, this heightening Mormon moment in America, and I think you'll understand our times just a little bit better. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at Mansfield Group dot com